ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Sporting 160EN podcast, episode 106. Thank you for joining us. No Danny, as you can see, but I'm joined by my amazing co-host. First off, Steph, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Even though we typed today, it's not the end of the world. We still have uh, eight points ahead of uh, FC, FCP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we have, I think, um, 11 of Benfica and still 12. 12 of Braga. So we're still in good shape. Uh, that's why we have the lead that we have, so we can we can manage it. So I'm doing okay. Good. Uh, and to finally, my final co-host, Chris, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Tough one to take today, for sure. Um, we were just chatting before we went live, you know. I mean, I obviously, I, we've had games like this or similar scripts, right, where we conceded close to the end, but we've always somehow had like a miracle comeback. Or we've had a miracle comeback and they've disallowed it for suspicious reasons. Um, so, like, I thought the miracle comeback was honestly still going to be on. It's a tough one to take. Yeah, I mean, I guess... And, and it felt like a loss, like in that, in that, right as the whistle blew, end it, you know. But then you settle down a couple minutes, you realize it's you still get a point, right? It's still eight points, right? But yeah, hopefully the boys learned a lesson today. <laughs> this is the first time that this has actually happened. Um, they had one shot, it was a banger, and yeah, tough one on target, I should say. Yeah, got to agree. Uh, what shirt are you wearing today? I'm interested. Oh, it's just a it's just a um a t-shirt. Um I think it's like a 2009-10, just like, you know, casual tea, lounge tea. Nothing. It's not a jersey. Oh, okay. No, it looks clean, it's clean. But um what we'll do, since the game is so fresh in our minds, we'll start off with that for a change. Uh, I'll read out the starting lineup. In in goal, you have a Dan, uh Gonzalo Anastio, Sebastian Cuartes, Fidal, Pedro Poro, Polinia, Braganza, Joel Mario, Nuno Mendez, uh Pot and Paulinho. Matthews Rice came on for an injured uh, Nuno Mendes. We also had Thiago Tomas come on and Matthews. I will start off with Steph. What were your overall thoughts in the game? We'll get into the little details, but what were your overall thoughts? Well, overall, I thought the first half we owned it. Uh, we could have been um, up to nothing. Uh, but, you know, uh, the VR exists and sometimes it's in our favor. Sometimes it's against us. So I'm not complaining about that. It is what it is. Um, it, uh, Paulinho, um, Pedro Gonçalves was offside, not Paulinho. The second goal disallowed. Um, and it is what it is. It still rules up the games. Um, um, so, but we should have been 2-0 two, two in, the, in the first half. It didn't happen. We still went into the second half with one goal up. Uh, we should have gotten, you know, the second one just to give us a peace of mind, which I thought we did. With Pedro Gonçalves again involved, and he was off by two centimeters, uh, from what I understand, by the VAR again. They canceled the goal. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. (laughs) We have have to believe it somewhat, somehow. Um, But I'm not going to say that we tied the game because of that play. That would be foolish of me. I would sound like a portista or benfiquista. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. We tied. We tied. Uh, we we put ourselves, like we say in the Portuguese, uh, gíria a jeito. Um, the Fidal didn't didn't uh, didn't clear the ball ball the way he was supposed to. It was a leftover. 
to Mureirense, and Mureirense had a great kick. Uh, you'll never forget about that goal for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> and they tied the game. And and then we had three minutes left, and uh, Mureirense started running time. And like they're supposed to, that's part of the game. Uh, and uh, we, we didn't have the luck like uh, we've had in the past, and, uh, and Porto have in the past as well, like their last game. Uh, but, it, you know, it is what it is. We're still eight points ahead of football comport. Uh, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, the next game is at home. Pauline scored, which is good. Um, had a great game. Had a great game. Yeah, he, he had a great game. Uh, and, you know, to wrap it up, I hope Ruben Amorim, he learns uh, also from this experience. And uh, instead of containing so much the ball, which is good to contain the ball, but the, you know, to give the initiative to the opponent could, could end up in a tie like today. And we should also uh, sometimes it get, in certain games go, go after the second goal to give the peace of mind. And not doing so and, and being content with, with the one nil is too dangerous, like it was proving today. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. We tied. But we're still in first place. We're still eight points ahead. And there's only nine games left. So that that's the good news. The next game at home, you know, we have to go guns blazing. Uh, because when you look at uh, Braga, the game today, they barely won. Porto barely won. Befica barely won. And today we tied. Next, next uh, round, it could be the opposite way. So, but we have to be more cynical and, you know, we have to put it away and we have to score our chances and not give the opponent an opportunity to come back. But again, you know, 1-1, one, one, uh, Porto was seven points away, now they're eight, eight points away. So, you know, um, that that's all I have to say, you know, about this game. Yeah, fair enough, and I, I tend to agree with most of what you're saying. Uh, Chris, it's been a few minutes now since the, the full-time whistle. Have you got any thoughts to add on to Steph? How did you think the game went today? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was... I agree with Steph, too, dominating first half. It felt more comfortable than it was. Felt like, especially since we scored a, we scored a couple goals, saw the ball hit the net. Um, like, the second Paulinho goal right before half, like, that would have been really nice. Um, and I guess that just it kind of was just a false sense of comfort because you're always just one incident away. I guess it's partially Fidel's fault for his clearance. It's partially Mateus Reyes's fault for really not closing the guy down with any sort of urgency at all. But at the same time, it's also a banger, right? So it's just yeah, it's 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 mostly unfortunate. Um, I I didn't even think the ref had a bad game. I just thought that the incidents were like, it's not his fault that Moreirens has bad camera angles in their old stadium. Right. That's not Pinedo's fault. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's someone else in the, in the video booths fault, or, I mean, could have just done nothing on literally all of them and just counted all of them, just like all of them. It feels like they're all sus. So you just count, or at least not the, the, not the second Polingo goal, the, the, the second pot offsides, um and their goal it's like i you can't i can't really tell so i think they probably both should have just stood um but yeah it's it's really not it's not the ref's fault um it's it's just a bad break and i mean it, it was not like we did so much to you know really create so many other chances that 
you know, we were missing clear opportunities, but it, it was just like comfortable game. They've broken our way mostly this season. This one just didn't break our way. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to add a little bit onto that. I thought from the first half, we played pretty well. Um, if you were to tell me what the fi- final result would be after that first half, I would have said maybe 3 or 4-0. Second half, it seems like we said a lot this season that it just we just lose concentration, we make silly mistakes, our players get tired, even though there's been an international break. I know you could say for Palinha and Nuno Mendes and... Well, Neto didn't play, but you, they didn't have that much of a... In, they didn't have that much of a break. I think Vidal might have played in that little bit too, but... Um, I think there was just, again, we, me and Chris was talking before we started. We knew it was coming. We didn't know when it was coming. But the way we've been playing is just that it's going to happen eventually. It's either we're going to take a draw, we're going to take an L. And I think it's better to get them out of the way early. So that way we can sort of um, reinvest and revise the, uh, the tactics that had. I will say um, we'll get into into the full recap of points later, but... Um, the offsides was, I agree with what you say, but it's just like typical Liga Nos. It's going to be two centimeters offside. How do they calculate that? How it's can just they amateurish. It's just amateurish. Yeah, it's just random. Yeah. <laughs> or, or not yeah. so random. I don't know. But whatever it is, is just sus. <laughs> but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that's that's why we tied the game. Though. No, it's not. I, I think there. It's just like. We had we like I don't know, man. I it's I don't know how you disallow one of them, allow one of them to stand. I just think that they they both should have been the same decision. Oh, you're talking about the one, and that's just and that's just in the game, you know. Like obviously we could have done more, but even in the little ish that we above average ish that we did, it's still it's still like enough. Um, like we, I think we've literally had played worse games than this and still won. You know, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with Paulinho. I thought he was fantastic. Um, it's what we needed for a while. And I think if he gets that second goal, we're home dry. But um, yeah, um, the substitutions as well, I thought were questionable. Briganza, I don't think John Mario should have stayed on instead of him. Pot had an awful game by all accounts. I know he did technically score, which was offside or which wasn't offside. And he technically got the assist on the offside goal. But I don't think there was that much that he could have done. But um, we'll get into a bit of that later. And Richard, next Monday, um, it's going to be gone, mate. We, <laughs> barbers are open. I can get my hair cut. I'll, <laughs> I'll come up clean for this next podcast, I promise you. But um, for now, you just have to deal with it. I've lost my hat as well, so I can't even cover it. But, um, <laughs> let's start off with the Nuno Mendes tackle. I uh, can't show the video for copyright reasons. Um, but Chris, did you think the 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 foul was a yellow card, a red? Was it a good tackle? What do you think? I think it's 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 a good tackle that I could easily see being a yellow. Um, it's he kind of like gets his legs in between him, which is where he runs into trouble. Is why his ankle folds over. Um, but like he does get the ball. It's a hard tackle. Like I, it's like. You see those kind of tackles, I feel like, in like the English, the Scottish League, like 16 times a game. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good um, no-call. It's unfortunate, though. Um, and, yeah, it's the second time, right? Palina thought he literally broke his arm, would have been out for, like, at least six weeks, probably cl- maybe would come back for one or two games at the end of the season. Nuno Men's, like, we don't know how bad it is yet, but – it could be anything, right? If it's torn ligaments in his ankle, he's he's done, right, for the season. 
Um, I, th- and like we then we could even get into like what the fuck happens in the summer then if he's he's hurt. I, I don't even want to go down that road because I hope it's just a scare. But yeah, that's totally unresolved. I would say as of the recording of this. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good time that he did get up and sort of run about for like two or three minutes. But I mm-hmm. mean that could have made it worse as well. So who knows? But um, Steph, did what did you think? Was it a yellow card, red card, foul? No, nah, it was just a foul. It was a tackle, uh, uh, a bit aggressive. But then when you look at the whole play, um, when he tackled him and the way he landed his foot, I, I, I don't even call it if it was the left one or, or the right one. Um, he kind of twisted it, and that's how he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm not a physician. and He had an ankle or foot injury earlier this season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. an ankle. We'd have to research and see if it's the same one, but yeah. I don't have a crystal ball, but I don't think it's anything dangerous, but it was smart from uh, from Sporting to take him out. You don't want to aggravate the injury uh, because you, you want to keep him on the pitch, and then you lose him for the entire nine games that we have left. Uh, and then Mateus Reis is more than capable of uh of uh you know playing well against what it is which i think he was okay it was nothing amazing i don't think he could have prevent uh Minch could have prevented the goal against us because it was on the left side of uh of the pitch um but I, you know hopefully it's nothing serious like you guys said and then uh Nun Minch will be good to go next game which will be sunday against family count which I hope we win four or five nothing against those guys because that's where they took two points away from us. And, uh, with a, a, a clean goal, watch. I'll never forget it. That's why I still remember. <laughs> yeah. What I'll say on that is that if Nuno Mendes jumps over the, the player, then there's there's no sort of it's a yellow card, it's a red. It's just the landing, and I, don't, I can't, I don't fault mm-hmm. the. Morient's player for that. I think it's just the way it went. But um, I've I've seen Polina make that tackle a billion times. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to say it's, it's. I don't think it was malicious. No. Yeah, I think I think he he went for the ball. I, yeah. I could see what why people would think that the follow through might have been a little little um little dirty. But I I think it was it was fine. But in terms of the the tackle after that was the one on Matthews Rice, which he just got completely wiped out as soon as he came on the pitch. I think that one is probably he got a booking for it, but um, I think after that, Morient sort of calmed down a bit. I didn't see them do any more dirty tackles. I didn't think anything was 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 a uh, too intense. But um, let's get on to the man at the moment. Paulinho got his first goal today. Um, was uh, was was a great cross by Braganza and a, a good finish by Paulinho. Steph, um, what do you think of Paulinho's game, uh, especially that first goal? And Braganza, what a cross, am I right? Yeah, of course, yeah. So, so Braganza, he has he has uh, magic feet, and uh, watching him on the under twenty one uh, national team was actually a, a joy. Um, you never know what's going to come out of, of those feet, and today he just he just proved that uh, he he was he is an amazing player, but. He needs space. He needs space, and he, he needs to be the one uh, moving the ball and, and uh, to the one in charge of the midfield. 
which a lot of times I think João Mario was doing that role. Um, but the, the, the specific Fausto Paulinho was magical. It was pure magic. Uh, Paulinho, uh, he had a good header, and then the Muradense goalie saved it, a phenomenal save. There's nothing could have done that, that Paulinho got the second rebound, and then he put it away. So that was a great goal by Paulinho, which he scored the second one, and that, the second one was even more beautiful. It is allowed, of course. Great finish, it was. Yeah, great I thought finish. he took the touch a little bit too far, but he still got there. Oh, got right over. Same, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah, it was like the perfect, perfect touch. If it was a little bit longer, it was good. It would have got smothered if it was. If Sporting would have been, if Sporting would have been two nothing at at the at the halftime, I think we would have won like four nothing. Uh, but you know, it is what it is, and uh, but that specific play was all by Braganza and Palum finished it beautiful. Yeah, I agree, Chris. Um, Brigance's ball is one of was one of the highlights, I think, of the game in terms of pure um, spectating uh, wise. What did you think of the goal? Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, saw a joke that like Sporad probably would have missed that. I I think that Sporad would have put the header off target, or if Sporad had the same header, it would have got saved. He would have had the rebound block. Honestly, I thought the goalie had a great effort, even on the second attempted save. He just kind of arm was just short of it. So, yeah, it's good to see Paulinho. He's seen, he's seen the ball hit the net. He he worked his socks off the whole time. He was – I thought – like, I saw he had, like, six um, six tackles. Like, great defensive work, great from from the striker. Um, yeah, I I honestly thought – like, I, I guess we can get into this. It's more relevant if – or if uh, – Nunes is out, but like what formation works best if we want to go back to having two midfielders and the wingers and the more traditional target man, or if because like Matias Reyes probably doesn't cover the whole flank as well as Nuno Mendes does. Um, but at the same time, like I thought Polini looked the best he's ever looked when he had a strike partner, right? So is he better than with two than with someone in support, like either Poth or Tomas, than just up there alone? I I don't know, right? So you have to choose if you're going to sacrifice one or the other. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this was his best game, and yeah, he's unlucky not to have uh, to have two goals. Facts. Um, I will say that um, it was a great pass, and it was a. I thought he messed up the finish, and I thought the keeper made a great save, but it was great to win it back. Um, on to that next point, which was bring up uh, a little bit. Um, Paulinho's second goal, which was offsides. Um, Steph, was it fair to call offside? At first, did you think it was offside? Was there any sort of doubt in your mind? What do you think of that um, disallowed goal just before halftime? I'm I'm a big fan of the VAR. So if the if the VAR called it uh, offside and they took a little bit of time to to, to decide that play, and the offside was off Pedro Gonçalves, which I don't even think we needed the VAR for that. It was clear that he was offside. So that was a good call, good cancelled, good good goal cancelled, and uh, no ifs and buts. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a fanatic uh, like uh, uh, we do have them at Sporting too, but there's more at uh, Porto and Benfica. Uh, and- I think the only controversy on this one is some people like I don't think that that pass or the deflection off the defender is intentional. So I I think this they got that this one this one right. Yeah, I think so too. So I think it was it was a good good call, good cancel goal. 
and uh, it is what it is. It sucks for us because we're Sportingistas, but I think that was a good call. Yeah, uh, I agree. It was a great finish by Paulinho, uh, all things considered. At first, I'm not going to lie, I thought it definitely come off the, the opposition player, but when that little review came in, um, you could clearly see that it, it come off the, the player. So it was it was a good call in the end. But um, getting on to another disallowed goal, um, and that was Pot's good finish uh, from a, a free kick or a corner, I believe. Um, Chris, Offside, two centimeters. What? What are your? Do you have any thoughts? Like, what do you I, think? Yeah, I just think that you can't. There's, you can't tell, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't. I don't see that there is uh, enough there to uh, to overturn it. I'm looking at it again right now. It's like, is his shoulder leaned out further than his his heel is stepping backwards? And yeah, I don't know. It's. It's actually probably the best angle of of all of them, right? But yeah. it's the closest one to tell, I think, also too. So it's like I it's like you can't even tell where his foot is because his foot is blocked. So how are you drawing the line? You're just he's got a size nine and a half, and he's this far away. So the size nine and a half should be one millimeter like you're just making you're just making shit up i think so i think that this one should have stood steph are you, are you inclined to agree two centimeters offside is is very very tight did you think it was the correct core is that the tightest one ever has there ever been yeah. one centimeter yes it is i think auto had three centimeters yeah. i, I want to say mm-hmm. last season or maybe anything under like seven is really suspicious yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is actually the, the tightest ever, because they mentioned in uh, in uh, the Sporting TV, and uh, I, I tend to agree with you guys. I mean, it's it's it was it was very 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 tight, and then when you compare it to the Cote uh, for Mudenes, their goal, it looked like he was offside, and then they gave it to them. Um, you know. I, the ties are tied, and, and, and we we put ourselves in that position. But you know, yeah. Let, let's 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 be totally clear about that. But if you if you're gonna cancel the goal from Pedro Pedro Gonçalves by two centimeters, and then you allow the Cote offside to be good, then you you're you're a hypocrite, and, and that that goes to the you know Cidad Futebol VAR. Whoever made that decision, it's it's kind of bullshit. It is, uh, but again, I mean, we, we should have put the the game away way before those calls, you know. And uh, but but again, I agree with Chris and I agree with you, Sam. The goal should have been allowed. We should have been two 0 at that point in time. Yeah, I will say when I first saw like the sort of like still image of it, I thought Pot might have been offside. But then the line thing confuses me because unless you have like technology on the jerseys or the boots or how are you drawing the conclusion that he was exactly two centimeters? Where are you getting that first line from the Yeah, defender? especially if you don't even know where his foot at like can they can they make the people transparent? Do they have that ability to look through Maybe. him or to like photoshop him out? Oh, no. In like a minute, can you do that? I don't know, bro. I guess they Unless looked at they it. For, like they looked an... at it. To be fair, they looked at it for like three, four, or five minutes. But 
Unless they had not turn kind of camera angle facing the other way, then I could understand why. But they only showed us that one angle. I'm not sure if the the VAR has because you see them all the time with, where they do like the acting of them pretending to, to referee. They have like 25 monitors in front of them, so I don't know if they have they had a different angle to what we could see. They but, gotta um, show it then. Jeez. Or oh, oh, remember, remember. I guess sometimes they're like new angle discovered. There's every. Like every you know, every couple months there's an incident, and it's like new. A couple weeks later, there's like new VAR footage discovered. So maybe that'll be one of these. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and um, not sure if you guys remember when me and Chris did the podcast with Con Murphy. He told us that apparently they can choose where the lines go. They draw the lines. It's it's just they can move the lines if they want to. So I'm not going to complain. This is some global conspiracy, but I do. I would just like a bit more clarification on on what was offside was it pot shoulder was it his boot uh just just something that that give us a bit more information but um speaking of more information and offsides we've got the equalizer for Moriens. um i'll start off with this one i thought Ab- abdu conte was offside who i believe used to play for sporting so yeah. it, mm-hmm. of course he's going to get the assist or he was, the, captain. The sort of he was captain of, the, of our youth he made a couple he did he ever debut for the seniors? I feel like he did. No, I actually searched no. this during the game because I thought the same. He made one he was on the bench one he time bench. for us okay. in the Europa League game where we won three nil against some random ass team that I can't remember off the top of my head. But like he's, he never actually made the He game. is a good good player. He's a beast. And I think I think I don't know why they put him as a winger. I think he would have been a phenomenal number six like Pelinia. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. But I liked him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's a good player as well. I believe we let him go for literally nothing as well. Yeah, so no, it's probably. I think it was more. probably just to cut ties, keep fifty percent the classic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, but I, I was a, it was a good, good goal. I'm not taking anything away from the goal. A great finish. But for, I have to question three people on that. Vidal with that little flick for some reason. I have no idea what he's doing, especially. 90th minute, the ball's coming to you. You either clear it or you just make the easy pass. Don't do some like stupid flick shit. There's Matthews Rice, like Chris mentioned earlier, failure to close down, sort of just watching the ball. And the third one isn't so much criticism, but Adan didn't even seem like he was on his toes, literally just watched the ball go past. I feel like his positioning could have been a bit better. But um, Chris, is there any other criticisms you have? Any sort of, of doubts in your mind after that goal? No, I mean, I think I just I think my position is that this one should have counted too because I think that you can't really tell but I mean the thing about this one so the only the the line from this one it's I think that their official one was like 15 or something on this one but I actually think it's a lot closer than that because where they say an ass you shoulder is I don't know it looks like they were a little generous on that one and they're like 15. And then the guys on Twitter are like, Claro, Claro. What do you mean, Claro? It's not clear at all. It's so fucking close. <laughs> it was like even on the, the replay where it says like the centimeters at the end. It's all like merged into the Yeah, subject. you can really tell. They're like, yep, it's clear. We're good. Like, we sure yeah. about that, boys? We sure about this one? I'd... Tough, man. It's just, it's unfortunate. It's harsh on what it is to imagine you disallow it. They get their one chance, they score the banger, and then they're you're calling offside by like three centimeters or some shit. Like, that's harsh too, right? Feel for them in that situation. But yeah, I guess 
we we it feels like that we like we're owed one by the gods or something. So hopefully, are our debts repaid? Or are we still like? Do we still have some some debt to pay to the gods or some shit? <laughs> yeah, facts. Did you have anything on uh, the the players from us on the on the defensive side of that, the goalkeeper, or was it just it is what it is? It's a bad look on I think yeah all three right, and it's a bad look if you have if you concede one shot on target and it goes in, right? That's just, regardless of the situation, if you're the that goalie, right? Adan, right? It's, that's a 0% save rate. I mean, that's a, that's a, I, he had like, I guess he was okay with his feet, but like really wasn't tested. Um, also, it's worth mentioning, I don't, their first, the first chance of the game really was, could have been one nothing what it ends if Rafael Martinez hit the target. That pass actually goes through Fidal's legs. Um, so that's also low key a potential uh, blunder by Fidal, and also it's worth mentioning that Morales could have easily had a PK for Fidal in the first half. Very clumsily, very very clumsily barges into the defender before the ball gets there. I thought that was going to be at least reviewed, and they just said play on, and I was like, it was swapped oh, the way he he grabbed him around. Yes, we're I, good, I but. Saw it. Yeah, I yeah, saw him I, it and I was like, like that's amateur. That is, that if you if you grab someone in the box, like I, it would have been harsh, but why are you doing it? It's he makes a meal. Of it. The guy feels the the touch and goes down, but he's going down because he feels the touch, right? And it's just totally unnecessary. Um, yeah, it's so. I mean, I guess they could cash out of that one um, too. I guess. Um, so yeah, I guess. Some weird, some weird VARing you could say in this game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Steph, are we being too harsh on Fadal than Matthews Rice, or do you think it's 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 fair? No, I think I think that that play that Chris is is talking about uh, in in handball terms, it wouldn't it would not even be two minutes expulsion. I mean, it, it was. Uh, it, it, Everyone forgets that, that the game of uh, football is a, a contact sport. Not as much as rugby or American football, of course. But, you know, I mean, you do use your hands all the time. When you jump to the ball, you know, you raise your arms. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of, of uh, calling every foul because there's a slight touch. That's why, that's why I'm a big fan of the Premier League. Because the referees are more respectful in the sense that you need to fight for the game, you need to fight for the ball, you need to fight for your position, and they let the game go. And that I think the I think the Portuguese referees they kind of going that way. It they feels seem- like they've like shifted the last yes. couple weeks. You notice that. Do they have a Zoom call or some shit where they're like, yo, you guys are, there's too many yeah. fouls. Like, this is exactly. And I think, I think Portuguese referees, they, they're trying to go away with the sub fouls. But then here we are. No, I mean, Steph, I come 100, 100% agree with you. Um, like, don't err on the side of not calling it. But let's just say I have seen a lot less contact yes. get given. Yes. There's, I mean, even today, even just today, there's more in that Fidal lance than the uh, Rafa lance from earlier today. And obviously, that's Benfica's first penalty of the season. I don't even want to get into that. But, like, 
there's literally more in that Fidel lens yeah. than that. And, <laughs> I mean, how it's like inconsistencies there, but at least for our game, it feels like they've been letting it play, which I have personally liked. The referees, they, the Portuguese referees, they're trying to go away with the soft fouls, and it's it's a very difficult adjustment for Portuguese fans, which, like you just stated, we were used to plays like that being a PK right away. Bang, it's a PK. But now they've gone away from that and trying to make it more interesting and more physical. But it's not only an adjustment to all of us, not so much for Sam, because Sam is exposed to the Premier League. On a, we are too, because we, we can gain access to the games easily. But the way Sam looks, looks, at, looks at football within his culture, because he grew up in England, is a little bit different from from someone from Portugal that watched those games and every little foul, every little player was a foul. Beep, beep, beep. Not anymore. They're trying to go away from that, which I think is good. I think it's good. Uh, the big adjustment would be uh, the VAR. Like you said, the lines, the two centimeters, that's not what's going to be in question. You know, like two centimeters and you call it, you know, you cancel the goal. That, that's way too close to it. Uh, but, but the, you know, those plays with Fidal, I don't think it was a PK at all whatsoever. And, uh, you know, the goal from what it is in question, yes, I think it was an offside. And I think the VAR blew it. I think the, the VAR blew it. Yeah. Uh, Please I, put I, I, like I mean, I, I can't can't deny with what any of you have said. You've both said pretty much hit the nail on the head there. But um, it's before I get to your guys' man and match, uh, I want to just draw your attention to just I'm going to say three or four individual performances. Um, I will ask you what you thought of them, and you just tell me good game, bad game, and why. Okay, so um. Chris, start with you. Pedro Porro, how did you think he played today? I think he, we know that he can have better, more like consistent offensive games than that, right? We've, it's not his best game by his standards. It's probably a bit poor by his standards. Um, but at the same time, I thought in the first half, he was kind of cooking at Bucante. There's a lot of crosses coming in from that side. Um, I didn't think that he was a liability at all, like defensively. I thought the work rate was there. Got crossed, got his ankle broken, got crossed up once. Uh, so that was there was that, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess like like based on like what I we rate Poro, we've seen him literally have like nine and ten games. I feel like so, just a five, like the totally average game um, by his standard. Yeah, I'm trying to agree. Uh, we talked about Paulinho earlier. Steph, I'm going to give you John Mario. Did you think he had a good game? Uh, I'll go with a rating as well. What would you give him a rating out of 10? Um, John Mario today, I would give him a, a four. Uh, a lot of times, he kind of put a lot of pressure on our defense. He lost the ball at midfield way too many times. If not too many times, a few times. And those few times, it could have been dangerous plays by Mureirense. He, he, he was containing. He was trying to contain and and and, and um, pause the game, but a few plays I was like, "What the hell, man!" 
And he, he, he put the defense in, in a lot of lot of dangerous places and a lot of pressure. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, I'll give you both uh, each one more. Um, Chris, what did you think of Gonzalo and Nacio's performance today? Um, there was a few shaky moments, I know, but do you think he had a good game? What, what were your thoughts? I think you muted, Chris. Yeah, sorry. So, honestly, I thought, like, Fidal and Inacio switched places, right? So, in the first half, I thought Fidal was the one that was fucking everything up, and I thought Inacio was totally solid. And then in the second half, I thought Fidal actually tightened up a little bit up until the moment where he's doing a heel flick in the 92nd minute in his own box. Um, but outside of that, I actually thought he tightened up a lot, and he had, like, eight interceptions led the team or something like that I saw. Like, I actually thought he tightened up a lot. And I thought Inacio in the second half was the one that was, like, doing the sketchy moments or it seemed like the sketchier moments were coming from him. Um, so, yeah, like I like like we've seen. He did uh, – he did have – I mean, he, he always has, like, a couple, um, like, good passes, like, good visions, right, more than your average center back, I would say. But, you know – Nothing, nothing special, right? We've seen him have much better games. We've seen him been lights out, knocking balls in over the top, putting it right on guys. So, yeah, like if we're doing 10, 5 again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm inclined to agree. I'll give this last one to both of you, but I'll start off with Steph. Pedro Gonzalez, a top goal scorer for us. But today, what were your thoughts? I think I think Pedro Gonzalez, he, he, he has to... <sighs> It kind of frustrates me t- at times because he, he's trying to look for the perfect pass to assist. And sometimes I want him to take a risk and take the shot and be more adventurous and, and be more cynical and and take a risk. And uh, and today, you know, he, he, when he had a couple chances, a couple looks, and a couple looks, sometimes it's a fraction of a second. Uh, it's like maybe the window of one or two seconds. Like, just like in, in the NFL, a quarterback usually has a window of six seconds. Am I right, Chris? Six to seven seconds? To it's honestly less than that now. Like, yeah. like they say they get it out in like three to four Got seconds. So if you have a window of six, it's like perfect timing in the NFL. And I felt that Pedro Gonzalez, but he had that window a few times to take the shot at net, and he didn't, and he missed the opportunity. And that's what I think um, a lot of footballers lack of with confidence. It's take the shot when you have the window, take it. And that's what I want him to do is to take the shot. If he shanks it, he shanks it. But if he takes the shots, and then he might score the goal. So that's the only thing I, you know, and that's that's why maybe he's not scoring goals because the first 15 goals he scored or the, the 15 goals he already scored, it's because he took a chance. So he has to go back to, to, to that demeanor. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you got anything to add on, on Pot's performance? Yeah. I mean, I think that aside from his, like, Past couple of games, it feels like he's had he's had his. I mean, he's had the ball in the net tonight, and he's had his chances over the past couple of games um, to score. But it's just like it's not there. Like, if we're being honest, right? If you look at like the percentage of shots that he scored, like 
probably through like 12, right? The guy's scoring on like 70, 80% of his shots, right? It's like when a guy's shooting 10 threes in a row, it's like he's not going to – He's not going to keep shooting, you know, 80% forever, right? So we're unfortunately in the harsh counterbalance of that. He's not scoring on any of his shots, right? So that 0% is averaging in. And at the end of the season, he's going to end up with like an above average percentage, right? But still, it's a really harsh, you know, overcorrection, unfortunately, he's going through right now. Um, But like, you know, work rate, you can tell, I feel like he's kind of frustrated and you can see it on his face. And he's putting his arms up. I see in the comments, juice back to the all. Yeah, he's he st- could have seen a yellow easily on that play. Um, guess that speaks to the new Portuguese refing, right? Let it play out. Stiff armed in the face, no yellow. Or like forearmed in the face, no yellow. He did call a foul, but no yellow. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're doing that now. So that's that's cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, he just. He's like Polinho, where I feel like it did him like so much good to see him hit the ball. The ball hit the net. Like once Pot gets that goal, like I think he'll be like hopefully gain some confidence back. But yeah, not gonna lie. Over the past like month or so, like he's been been quite frustrating. Yeah, I'll just add to that. I, I do feel a bit bad for him because I feel like if those two goals that weren't they they if they stood. Then we're talking about a, a great pop performance and a goal and an assist. But like, I mean, that's ifs. And without those ifs, I think he played poor. I think I wouldn't say it's time to drop him yet, but he needs that motivation. I feel like he plays a lot better when, when Nuno Santos is on the pitch. Um, I think they them two have a really good connection, especially at the start of the season. But I mean, I'd like to see him improve at least at least a bit. He sometimes I'm not don't know if you guys noticed, but when Things that go his way, he just sort of like strolls around and walks around. Doesn't yeah, there's really a play. Up. There's a play today where he's just like he. The guy comes over his back, right? He just kind of is like standing there, and the ball kind of goes back in his direction. But he's just kind of like have his has his arms up and is walking back. That you know he's offside. Um, yeah, I I do notice that. That's why I think he's frustrated, right? Um, yeah. So it's like if you drop him, it's like is that even made? Does that make it worse at that point? You just gotta you just gotta play through it and. and Hope he, you know, puts a, a good game or two together. But yeah, it's it's tough right now for him. Yeah, it's one of them as well. I I think I I come to the conclusion now. He's one of those players that now he's got all the interest from like Liverpool and Arsenal and all these teams. I'm not going to say it gets to his head a bit, but it's just that extra bit of pressure that comes onto it, knowing that you've got scouts coming specifically to see you. I know there's like Nuno Mendes and Polina, but there is there is at the time where they're specifically coming to see him. And I mean, I think the pressure just caught up to him. And I mean, he can't bail us out every game. That's that's. It's not just him. I mean, if we score, if we, like again, it's, it's all ifs and buts. But if we score again in the last minute, does anyone really care about Pot not playing well? Or, but like, I mean, it is what it is. But I think he needs to improve. But before we get into everyone's man of the match, I promise this will be the last segment on the game before we go on to the Twitter questions and man of the match, etc. Um, I just want to talk to both of you about the substitutions. So I said earlier, Matthews Rice came on, Thiago Tomas come on, and Matthews come on as well. Um, Steph, were these the correct substitutions? And if not, who would you bring in instead? And what time, if if that, if you think they should have come in earlier or later? Um, I'm not against the the substitutions. I think it would actually invite. Right on point. Um, 
I think the the only thing that got us in trouble was the men's getting hurt so early in the game. Uh, I think if Nunez was on the pitch, Mudenes would have scored that goal. Um, maybe they would have. I don't think so. Nunez. Maybe if he closes him down one second quicker, the shot gets blocked. Then you know? Reyes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like... Reyes was kind of leading to the play, but but I mean the Mudenes player, he did hit a banger. I mean that was really a nice shot. I mean, Adan had no fault. He had no control. He couldn't have saved it. But I think Nunez would have made a difference. The, the substitutions, to me, they were right on point. Um, I could see next game that Nunez will be given the chance against us to start the game. They, I think Ruben Amorim will shake up to start the 11 again. Uh, Paulinho will stay on the pitch. But I think... It depends if he plays with three midfielders or like if you yeah. don't if you play with three midfielders, there's really no tra there's no traditional wingers, which is why I think we didn't see Tabata or Nunes today. But like, I don't know if that's a tenable formation to play with Mateus Reyes or with Poth being ass. Like, it's I think like, but I guess it's coming out next game. I think, but I guess it's coming out, and I think Nunes is going back to the pitch. Um, he's gonna put another winger, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tabat would start as well to shake up the team. He, he'll be upset about this this tie, and it, we didn't lose. Let's not forget it. it's been 25 games without losing, and that's phenomenal. Okay, so you know, Mudeirense is a tough, tough opponent to play, a smaller pitch. Um, so, you know, it, it sucks because we're not used to this, but we kind of felt that we could have we could have tied a few games ago, but we tied today. But, you know, the only thing that pisses me off is that how Porto won the game very late. They, they should have tied, you know. Uh, that, one really you know that one really sucks. Even Braga today. We ceded know? ground to everyone. Everyone won this week. Braga, Sporad, come on, man. Come on, brother. He missed, on. missed the first shot. He tried, to miss, he tried to miss that chance. He tried to keep his streak alive and miss that chance. But I don't think Prague is a problem anymore. <laughs> but the thing is, it is what it is. The league is so tight, and we have an eight-point advantage. And now we have to be really careful how to manage it. And I think Ruben Amorim, his approach would be, let's score two goals instead of one, and let's play containing the game. But the one goal is too short. That's way too short. Every game. Every game. We can't. It, it <laughs> happen like today. And, you know, if it happens like today, two or three more times, and we're still champions, I'm still going to be happy. But fuck, it sucks to watch a soccer game, you know, at home, man. That tight, you know. I was struggling by myself in the basement watching the game. Fuck, Second goal, god damn it. You know, I was really, really uh so frustrated, you know, because my wife kept kept on calling me, hey, 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 my sister came over. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't know what to say. Oh dear. Well, uh
Chris, uh, do you want to follow on from that? The subs, were they the right subs, the right time? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Braganza is unlucky to get subbed off. Um, especially, like, I understand, like, yeah, like Steph said, if he's taking him off to sacrifice him to go back to the, the traditional formation or the formation that we played, like, 90% of the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, keep Joel Mario on. I mean, I thought Joel Mario, we, t- I've, we talked about it, like, the last pod before, like, how he's just, like, slow motion. Like he was doing that so much today. He was, he was like, even when he's in the 18, it's like so casual. Then passes it. It's like, bro, like he just slipped you through. Like, cross it, do something, be quick. But like, bro, he just takes any like quick ball or like anything, like quick shot. Like you you can't like you can't. It's so hard to like to beat defenders when you're just like literally standing still. So like when he totally stops it like that, like. You just got to, like, pass it around. And it's like, bro, like, just try to take a risk, like, once a game at least, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but, like, but at the same time, it's not like he played bad, right? Like, he, he, like, he didn't fuck anything up. He just was totally neutral. Not worth 10 million. Come on. We can – you could I could find a guy down the street to just pass it sideways for, for less than 10 mil, right? I can, find a, I can find someone for one mil to just pass it sideways, right? You could bring back Bataglia to pass it sideways. For free. Um, so come on, we can we can we can be better. We can expand our horizons but further. Pass it sideways if you really wanted to. Just, he's, just, seriously, uh, he's in good shape. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, the only thing I will say is that they made all five subs, and you clearly saw that they were, especially the last twenty, that they had more energy. As soon as Braganza came off, I think we started to lose a bit of uh, our confidence. Because I think he, not only is he a great pass and he offers a lot, but he offers that, like, he's a good defender. He he does well on the ball. And it's not just because it was Thiago Tomas, but he came on. Did and nothing. I swear, he, he was, he was he looked like he just played 90. He's <laughs> played, when, you, when we played against Porto, he was still running in, like, the 90th minute. He come on and he just was so, he looked so tired. And, like... I feel bad for Jovan. We we slate him a lot here. We do. But like after his heroics against Porto, for me, that Morian's game was screaming for Jovan. Screaming him to come on. Yeah, for 20, 25, like that's fine. No, not even 25. When Matthews come on in the 85th, which I I mean, for me, oh, that oh. was Yeah, yeah. That was the only sub that I thought, why? Why so late? As I agree with you, Jean Marais should have been arguably the first one that wasn't injured, obviously, if you don't count um, Nuno Mendes, he should have been the first one to come off, followed by Pedro Gonzalez. There's no way he should have stayed into 85th. We've got Nuno Santos on the bench. We've got, um, let me just double check, Tabata, Jovan, all of these players that could have made that impact and weren't bring on. I just think we missed such, we missed pace in that game, especially towards the last sort of 10 minutes. You bring Jovan on, you bring Nuno Santos on, you bring Tabata on for let's say, a Jean-Mario or, or a Pedro Gonzalez. And then I think the game the game's different. We might concede, we might not. I agree. I, I, I agree with you because with with uh, uh, the way I'm seeing it is, um, Tiago Tomas, you played in, in the under-21s national team. You came back exhausted. So you have a fresh Nunes a fresh Tavat, 
why don't you play them? And I felt the same way too. I'm like, two fresh players that they stayed in the academy. Lulu Sons didn't hasn't played in like two games, right? Guy's got the freshest legs. Yes, in Alcochet, freshest legs. Even Tabat only plays forty-five minutes, thirty-five minutes, and he just sat on his ass for for like eight days, bro. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not a, a Tiago Tomas hater like Sam, because I do like him. But you know, I felt today, I felt that that was a poor choice. I think Nunesense and Tabat would have given more because he came back from three international games. I think he only, he only played two of them, but still, the trips and coming back and forth and stuff like that, Nunesense and Tabat would have been more better equipped, uh, fresher, giving more pressure, and maybe giving a little bit more. Yeah, like. For that and as well, he got a fresh cut that like covers up his bald spot better than the other one he had, or he whatever he did, it looks better. So, yeah, shout out Noon Sense, get in the game, bro. We need you, man. We need you serving some balls in, bro. I, I think, I think next game it's going to be a, a big statement for the sporting players to say, Hey, we need this shit on, and we're going to be champ champions in Portugal. You know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I think against Family Cow, it, it, it's important to win in a very convincing way. Yeah, fact. Everything and also, there. this is the best Family Cow has played probably all season. Like, this is their best, like, three games. So that's awesome. Yeah, they've, they've been on, on great. <laughs> they're just form. steamrolling everyone now. They were horrible before. The fuck, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's typical they're going to get form as soon as we start to, to drop a bit. It's, it's just how it goes. But um, yeah, I agree with everything. Um, there's no, I'll just finish it off. There's no way Jean Marais should have lasted 90. Pot shouldn't have lasted up to 85. If we have five subs available and we only use three, I think, I mean, it's different if we, we have a comfortable win, but like, we needed changes, and I don't care if he, if you wanted to bring on bloody Neto for Coates. We needed something different. I feel like, especially, um, like I said, Jovan or Nuno Santos could have changed that. But um, I'll get to it now. Uh, I think I already know both of your guys' answers. But um, man of the match, uh, Chris, who are you giving it to? Um, I think I'm going to give it to uh, Paulinho, and then I guess that's the obvious choice. So the that's the conventional man of the match. And then the unconventional man of the match, I don't know, I guess maybe Bellinga or Braganza. Yeah, uh, can't disagree. Steph, uh, you have any different man of the match opinions? I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to give it to anybody. I don't think no one is worthy of being man of the match when we tie a game. Um, Again, we should have won in a convincing way. We could have dominated Mudenes. We have a good enough team to 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 uh, dominate Mudenes from minute one to minute ninety. They could, of course, have one or two great plays, but we gave them the initiative. I, I never I never get what, how we can be up one nothing, play amazing football, and then we just give them. Um, basically, here it is. Now you can play, and we're just gonna watch. I hate that. I, I totally hate that. 
I mean, if you're playing good football, if you I'm honestly, good. even after the – so the first goal probably came in like 30, 35, right? Probably 30. Yeah. The 10 minutes immediately following that were shit. Like, the goal kind of came against – the disallowed goal kind of came against the run of play. Like, Moreden started playing more offensively after that, like more than they had. So, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just like – the thing is, every time we score a goal, it seems like we drop our lines when we give them. Yeah, the yeah, we just we we drop our lines no matter what, no matter what no, time. No, Thirty why? minute, seventieth minute, why? it doesn't matter. We do if it. We have a good enough team to control the game and be more offensive and 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 score more goals. Why not? Let's club with them. Let's let's go, let, let let's let's go for Guliada. Let's go for three nothing, four nothing. You know, I don't like the, the style of game that we score one goal, we drop the lines, and we contain it, and we go with the counter attack. We suck in the counter attack, actually. Every time I think, okay, we up one nothing in the counter attack, we're gonna go two nil. We're never precise with our passes, and then we miss those chances of goal, and then we end up suffering like today. We, Muradin scored an late goal, and everyone was was kind of predicting it, and it, that upsets me because we could have won easily. Some some portions of the game, I was like, "Well, we're going to score a second goal in any second, any minute," but we never did. But but if we kept the, our foot in the accelerator, we would have done so, but we didn't, and I don't like that mentality. The mentality should be. Let's go for the second goal. We scored the first one. Let's go for the second one. Don't drop the lines, guys. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep the pressure on Muradens. Don't give them the initiative because when you give them the initiative, you're giving them hope. Yeah, I think we yeah. should probably go back to the. I think we should probably go back to two midfielders, honestly. Because now I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's like, maybe Poru and Nunu Mens. Because like. There's without in the absence of wingers, there's just less bodies going forward. It's like maybe they're just like get gassed and they need to take like breaks in the in the game, in game breaks. If we, if, if Poro doesn't and it's play, like they naturally do it after we score. For him if Poro doesn't play, oh, I'm just saying. I think that. No, no I'm saying. I'm asking you. If Poro doesn't play, is, is Nunes, Nunes, yeah, that's who that's who we would put in if he got hurt in game. He would put Mateus Nunes in, even if he, even else. if he has Pereira. Yeah, Pereira on the bench. But if it happened, I don't think you would have put him in. Okay, well, so, you put Pereira in only if it's like three nothing or four. So would you put Paul <laughs> exhausted or Juan Pereira? Uh, uh, Paul exhausted. Paul exhausted, but. That what what you get is sometimes the Baishad is lean is after we score, you know, because the but dude's just non fucking stop. But that's why Ruben and Mourinho is the coach, and, and we're not. I but, know, I know, I know. We have to make those tough decisions. Like, do you want to put a new man that's exhausted? Clearly, he sees something in Juan Mario that like no one else sees. So. I, I maybe he just there's like he thinks that there's like an extra level that he can hit. Or something that he can like unlock if he keeps doing something. I, I don't know, man. He, I mean, it's worked, right? He's he has an eight point lead, right? It, his strategy has worked, but as we've identified since like twenty twenty one, like the new year, like a lot of the results are suspicious. They are all all are breaking our way. They literally all broke our way up until today. But I mean, yeah. I guess that's what there is to say. No one questions anything when you're just churning out results every single time. But if 
you get one bad result, you look you look at things differently. And like even with this exact same result, like if VAR functions differently, like are we even critiquing the same things? I don't know. I guess maybe the game looks differently too, right? If they're they're chasing the game more than they were or something, but I don't know. Yeah, facts. Like, um, I would agree with Steph in that we don't really deserve to give out a man of the match award. I'm not sure if you guys saw today. Ferenc lost, we mentioned it to Braga, man of match, Ryan Gould with his little trophy looking all sad because they lost the game and obviously he cares more about that than man of the match. But um, if, if I would say to, I would say Paulinho or Braganza, but obviously Braganza only played uh, 60 minutes, so I'm going to have to give it to Paulinho. And just, uh, I saw it in the comments just a minute ago, we made three subs. One of them was obviously injury. So in terms of refreshing the team, only two subs were sort of brought on to to to, to make it to make us better but um yeah um i'll give it to paulinho and last topic on this game uh, on well i guess on this game in general is should we be worried about the the our form is this is this result make you guys worried does it make you feel panicked steph do you, yeah. do you have any thoughts that not at all whatsoever no not, not at all we still play the solid game you know the, the the only thing I would like it, it, it it's important to be more offensive. You know, we control the ball pretty well. I just don't like when we up one nothing, we give the initiative to the other team so much. That's something. If I was a coach, I wouldn't go for that. It's 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 something I'll never understand. Why do you want to give the ball to your opponent and give them the initiative? It, when you control the ball, then you know it, it, you're in full control of the game. Of course, the, the opponent will have portions of the game that they will control control the ball. We we all know that, but we do it too much, um, you know. And, um, and 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 that that's all I gotta say, pretty much. I don't want to take too much time on this because it sounds like I'm repeating myself. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Chris, uh, we spoke yesterday about Atletico Madrid bottling a, a 10-point lead. Does this give you any concern? this game give you any concern about Sporting's chances? Are you in panic mode or are you fine with it? Um, I think it's fine for now. Uh, obviously, we'll have to see what happens next weekend, right? You know, um, So I guess like uh, it's only a poor run of form, right? If, if, if it's like in a row, right? So we just got to make sure that we don't drop points next weekend. Um, and, you know... Who knows? Maybe our, our rivals will drop points and we'll just be right back to where we were next week because at the same time, all their games are fucking sketchy. Porto are winning in the 90th minute. Braga are winning in the 90th minute. Benfica should be winning 16 nothing in the game and have only one nothing, and then concede a great chance right at the end. So if you look around, it's sketchy for them too. Um, so I'm not totally – Nando is convinced that Porto is not dropping – Porto and Benfica are dropping more points the rest of the way. I'm more bullish on that. Um, so I think that I think we maybe we'll be right back next week. So I think I'm fine for now. It's fine for now. But look, look, we're I'm playing just... an informed family cone next weekend. And if it looks like shit again and we drop points, then I think we have a big problem. So I'm going to give you a little preview. Next week, you'll be Porto uh, at Tondela. Befica. Big win against Guimarães this past Befica. weekend, Tondela. Yeah. Befica will go to Pasfreiras, which they lost 2-0. But it's at Pasfreiras. 
and let's include Braga. Braga is a, against Belenenses, and we play at home against Famalicão. So it's not easy games for anybody, but the next round, I'm predicting that Sporting will gain grounds on our rivals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I will say about Porto and Benfica, they've got into that form of, of winning games, but have they looked comfortable in any of those games? I don't think so. Um, I will say, Steph, I guarantee in that game there's going to be a penalty to Porto because Taremi will dive and get something. So they'll probably ease their way out of that one. But um, we'll get a bit to that game, those following games <laughs> later. But let me just try and do our, our boy Danny Proud by sharing my the Twitter questions. Let me see if I can do this again. Uh, Which can you Danny? see that? Danny Salvagna? Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, see I can screen? see it. I can see it, yep. Cool. Okay, so speaking of Danny, he asks, uh, who's one player in Liga Nos you'd want to see at Sporting next year? Uh, Chris, take that one. Uh, bro, give me, give me, a, give me a striker, man. Fucking Douglas Tank or Rodrigo Pinga. I know he signed for Benfica, or he's already like signed it in Invisible Ink, and then they'll reveal it on like June sixth or something. But yeah, I mean, give me or the what's the guy from Portimonense who's getting hot now? Um, fuck, what's his name? Is it Pep? It's not Be Pep. Betu. 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 That's the one. Betu. Uh, Pff, bro. I don't know. Uh, Moraga. Like, give me, give me another striker, right? <laughs> uh, fair enough, Steph. Do you have anything to add on that? Who's one player from uh, the league you'd like to see? Uh, Vinagre from, from Malikon. Yeah, link to us as well. That's not yeah, a bad shout. That'd be nice. Um, Abdallah, all the way from Jordan, asks uh, Domingos Paciencia had an interesting project with Sporting, but Stupid Gordino didn't give him enough time. Uh, what do you think? Steph, uh, do you want to answer that one? Throwback question. Well, what's the question again? Uh, Domingos Paciencia had an interesting project with Sporting. But stupid Gordinho didn't give him enough time. What do you think? Um, I, I, I see what Abdal is saying, which we met him last last uh, um, uh, in our last uh, uh, podcast, and uh, and we'll have him back because uh, he was an exciting fan, actually. Yeah, and um, I, I see what he's saying, but Dominic Pacienza was giving out the chances as coach to with other. Yeah, what clubs. the hell is that guy? What the hell is that guy up to these days? And no, yeah, he and he sucked. So, is he even coaching anywhere right now? No, he, he was a commentator for Sporting TV for a little Free while. Agent. Free agent. Yeah. So, Dominique Pacienza has proven that he's not a good coach. He's better as a waterboard. <laughs> I mean, can't can't disagree. I mean, with the logic there, that I mean, he he did get other jobs and he didn't do much. And Gooding and Gooding Lopes was the the worst president of sporting history, by the way. Yeah, he's managed to fire it in under ten games multiple times since leaving. Sport. But he's the only one who brought a, a real lion into the stadium. I don't know. A if real you lion. A real lion into the stadium. I mean, he. I have like a repressed memory of this. 
I mean, of course, he wasn't loose. <laughs> like, you know, he wasn't the case, but he did bring him to a, to the stadium. So that was phenomenal, just for that. Yeah, I mean, I, even though he was only there for a little while, when Sosa was president, I think rivals. Oh, Lion or Oh, um, I was talking about when you said Godinho was the worst president in, in history. I think Sosa Sintra, even though he was there for like four weeks, is a... <laughs> well, before that, he, he, he was the president of Sporting for a long time. Godinho. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, Sosa Sintra. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the recent one, I mean, not the yeah. biggest yeah. one, for obvious reasons. But um, uh, Chris, this is one is from Abdallah again, but he says, I've never liked Anderson Polgar or Marcus Rojo. I believe they were overrated. Also, we lost Paulo Oliveira, even though he was excellent every time he played. Uh, Polga, Rojo, were they overrated? Do you think Paulo Oliveira should have stayed? Honestly, I was a. Uh, I always liked Marcos Rojo because I thought he was like feisty and one forty-yard shot a game. Like I also, I subscribed to that philosophy, and then um, I thought Polinga was going to be that guy for us. But just you need a guy on the team who's going to take a forty-yard shot a game. It just it's something every team I recommend. So I like that about him. And he was always tough. He was never going to back down from anyone. Overrated? Yeah. I like. Did he deserve to go to like a top European team? Probably not. Um, but, you know, he involved himself with some, some sus people. So, yeah, that uh, ended up probably wasting about like five of like his prime years because he just fucking sat there. Um, but I'm glad he's back home now to, to probably finish it out. Anderson Polga. World Cup winner, Anderson Polga. Yeah, World Cup winner. Um, I, yeah, I thought he was solid. Um, overrated. Um, In his last few seasons, I can see that. Perhaps, like, there was, yeah. There was that one season where he was mentally done. He looked physically done, but mm-hmm. like... In terms of overall, I wouldn't say overrated. No, in his peak years, he was definitely a great center back for us. Um, and then Paulo Oliveira. Yeah, I I mean, I'm a big Paulo. I have a Paulo Oliveira jersey, which is actually the last name I got on a jersey before I got my Pelinha this season. Um, so, yeah, I was always a believer. The problem is he just was – he was too undersized to ever be – too undersized and, like, not quite aggressive enough because Altamendi is undersized, but he, like, makes up for it in his, like, aggression. Paulo Oliveira is not, like, too aggressive, and he's kind of undersized. So I think that, like – took away from him ever being like a top prospect, but he's obviously very solid plays in a, in a league, a top league still, you know, he's able to been maintained as like a consistent player in a top league for multiple seasons, not unlike the best teams in the league, always probably like the bottom third of the league. But I mean, there's something to be said for that being a consistent, like regular and any team that you're in, in La Liga. Um, So yeah, yeah, I did think he, he never really got, he never really got the chance he deserved right here. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I believe he also, correct me if I'm wrong, he did get a cap of a year ago, I want to say, Paulo Oliveira got a Portugal cap or even a call-up. I'm not sure if he actually played, but I mean, it's, it's probably better for his career, but we all know George Jesus doesn't like Portuguese players at all. So that's that's probably why he, he, he he's not here anymore. But um, He also he hates young on. players too, so. But, yep. Um, Deadly combination. <laughs> The, the recipe for disaster, according to George Jesus. But um, um, S. Silver, uh, at S. Silver CP, uh, thoughts on Matu's Rice game. 
uh, we had we sort of had this conversation before, so I, I won't really mm-hmm. um, get into it. But um, uh, Sid uh, Suarez says, um, I think in the second half, the past three games, it's like they give up, or it's just, or is it just me? I always knew they were going to score a second goal. Uh, never mind chilling after you score one. Cheers, boys. Um, again, we spoke about it, but yeah. um, do you be- do you think it, it's becoming sort of a, a pattern? Um, do you think? I I know what you said about we said this in twenty at the start of twenty twenty one where we're not having that many great games, but um, do you think it's uh, an Amorim thing? Do you think it's a, a sporting thing? What do you think, Chris? I, I mean, I think it's mostly just the way the team's set up, right? Or the way that the team was set up for a lot of those games, right? If you're going to roll out Thiago Mas up top seven games in a row, I mean, do you think you're going to – you think that's going to – what do you think the ex- expected goals of that's going to be, of Thiago Tomas alone up top? I mean, we just – yeah, and, and Pot's out of form. Like, it's just a, t- it's a team that, like, isn't, like, free scoring. It's free It's free controlling. Like, there's clinical moments, and, like, they can cut you apart, and it's very, very organized and solid defensively, but – one word that you would use to describe it is certainly not free scoring. Um, so, yeah, I just think that it's kind of uh, just a natural outcome of the way the team is is organized. Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, I believe we've got the, the familiar car game to preview. But first, uh, Mr. Steph, if you want to give us your um, modalities uh, recap, if you're ready or we can, we can wait. But um, are you ready to... To, to go for it now? Uh, yes, I am. Take The floor is yours, brother. Okay, brother. Here we go. So, basketball, we had a very tough game contra Overense all the way in Aveiro. Uh, we managed to pull a win 97-92 to 92 away. This game gets a special shout-out to Travante Williams. Mm-hmm. We were down by six with five minutes to go. My guy just started popping threes. We ended up winning by, like, 10 so incredible turnaround in the last five minutes Tervante put the team on his back shout out yeah, yeah exactly we won by five so we remain remain in first place which is very crucial I think there's only one more game left and then we'll play you know just typical playoffs like in the US the first against the eighth so it'll be an exciting playoff uh, in soccer, the B team, we won 2-0 uh, against SC Ideal. Um, but the last ga- the last round will be a very crucial one. We need to win, and we need to wait for Estrella de Madura to slip. So good luck to that. On the 23, uh, we lost against Bifica at home, uh, which it really meant nothing uh, at this point in time. That, that that part of uh, the uh, the phase, uh, we're not fighting for anything. We did that, that's not even the championship phase. So it, it really meant nothing. It was good for the kids to 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 learn, you know, and get developed, and um, you know, get familiar with the pressure. But that was it. Uh, it still sucks losing against Benfica, but you know, it didn't really mean anything. Uh, futsal. Sporting went to uh, Belenense and we won 4-1. Uh, with that result, we stayed in first place. And also for Belenense, it kind of sucked because um, they officially went down to the second division. So I'm sorry for them, but, you know, 
Uh, it's not our fault. The, the whole season they, they've been playing very shitty. Um, in, uh, our ladies in futsal, they tied 0-0 against Football Club Agues, uh, Santa Marta, uh, which, again, we're going to be staying in the first division, so uh, it has no relevance at this point in time. Uh, Okin Patins, uh, Rolling Skates, uh, Sporting had a very tough game against Valongo, which was a, 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 a the 23rd round. Uh, so with this one, we, we are one point away from the second place, which is okay, Barcelos. So we need to win our next game, which is the last game of the regular phase. And then we need to, believe it or not, hope that Benfica wins against okay, Barcelos so we can finish in second place. Uh, we, we play against Sejuanense. Um, so uh, it, it's better to finish the second in second place because we'll play against Cedar number seventh. It's also a playoff this year. Uh, so the first will be Football Club Port. If we finish second, we'll play basically against. In other the, years, we'd be fucked because it'd be it's, it's just the final table. So yes, yes. It's, I'm it's, I'm happy that there's a playoff this year because it's not over. <laughs> No, the playoffs actually paid off for Sporting because we only lost twice and Porto lost three times, but we tied six times. So uh, with that said, the playoff is it's actually good because we can redeem ourselves. Uh, so we'll see what's going to happen, but it's better to finish in second because we only will see Befica. Befica will finish fifth, believe it or not. They lost like six times. So we want to see them later, better later than than sooner. Uh, but with that said, we'll see. The next game will be on the twenty fourth of April, the last round, and everybody should be playing at the same time, in the same day, to avoid any any uh, uh, you know funny games. Uh, rugby, our ladies won uh, for the Super Cup eighteen to five against Benfica. So we won another Do trophy. we just play them? Do we just play them every week for a trophy? No. The, the last game... It seems was, like it, though. That's three games in a row, right? And three trophies against them, right? Because it was the so Cup, last, the, cup last, the League. Last. We clinched the League against them, and now the Super Cup. So it's just like... It feels like every time we beat them, we get a trophy. Past, so like, the, the, last, the, la, the, the last game was uh, uh, for the championship of Portugal, 15. Rugby, 15. So we won against them and we won the title. There's rugby 15, rugby 7, and rugby, rugby 10. So uh, we won all the titles for all the different uh, 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 kind of divisions that we had in Portugal. This was the Super Cup, and we won against them 18-5 to 5 in a convincing way. So congratulations to our ladies. Um, table tennis, we lost uh, against uh, in the final. Again? Yeah, we lost. The females lost in the final. I blame Varandas. Varandas ruined the table tennis team. Get your fucking pitchforks out, bro. What? They didn't lose like six years. Now they lose like every other week. What the fuck? Well, there's a reason why. Because we lost our best players. Uh, the best players we had, they went to other teams because we didn't invest in the table tennis. Fucking. Uh, so we have an average team, but not good enough to uh, actually with the titles. We got Sporting uh, ladies, they went to the uh, final against uh, City and Mirandela, and we lost 3-1. Uh, 
Uh, our guy, the the guys, they went to the semifinal. We lost three two to turn their lose. So you know, when we when you lose the best players, you're not gonna win titles. And that's why certain sporting issues they say don't invest in these modalities. And that's one of them that uh, we didn't we didn't put in money into. Uh, volleyball, we won three nothing against Spinho, um, so we qualified for the uh, Taça da Federação, which is bullshit. I'm going to call the way it is. Is that the third place game? And the third place game, we got it by beating Spinho. So we finished third in the Portuguese League in volleyball. But by winning that game, we qualified for some bullshit cup they came up with called Taça da Federação. What is it? And we'll play, we'll play against the, the team that with was seeded number fourth and fifth. The, the winner of the fourth and fifth teams will play against Sporting for Tassa de Federação. Oh, right. It's so stupid. Yeah, so we, it, it's, so it we didn't clinch third technically yet. We no, clinched we, that fourth. We clinched, we clinched third. Oh, so now we're just playing some made-up thing. Some made-up thing. You got it. <laughs> made-up fucking bullshit cup that no one gives a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surely not gonna make a big deal out of it because it's it's a bullshit cup. Yeah, it's like it's like the one in uh, under 23. If Sporting would have won against me, yeah, that would that would that shit's made up too. It, yeah, it's, it's another bullshit cup called uh, a the cup best. a cup of the best teams that didn't make the final cut. It's exactly like made up. <laughs> and the, the only reason why this cup was made up in the, in the under 23 is because Sporting and Mifika didn't make to the final round. <laughs> and then Sporting didn't even make the the, the, the third cut. It's like, it, and Mifika got the last spot, right? So it's like, yeah, it, 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 is a shite, man. It, it makes it makes no sense to celebrate a fucking uh, f- Federation Cup when it makes it's not even a real title. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, ladies volleyball, we won three one in at Bifica, uh, and again it means nothing. It's the same scheme. Uh, if we win at home against them, then we qualify for the Federation Cup, which is a bullshit cup. And I'm not gonna make a big deal, and I refuse to make a big deal about a bullshit <laughs> cup like that. Fuck the Federation Cup. What's great? It's <laughs> it's really embarrassing that they even came up with this fucking cup. <laughs> And I'm done, by the way. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and the competition of Sporting 160 EN, we have no competition. We are the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only. Uh, um, great recap as always, man. Um, before we say goodbye to everyone, we've got one more topic to talk about, and that is Familiar Cow next Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah, I think. Does anyone know what, what time the game is? Uh, in three o'clock, so eight o'clock your time. Okay, cool. Uh, Steph, predictions for next Sunday's game against Family Cal. I'm gonna say we're gonna win two nothing. Who's scoring? Uh, we'll say Paulinho and um, uh, but okay, Chris, what, what, what about you? I'm gonna go narrow win with them scoring because I feel like they're in third third they're they're gonna score. It feels like they're they're streaking. So Paulinho definitely Paulinho's in form now. He's just gonna I mean, Paulinho brace, baby. Paulinho brace, two one win. 
Facts. They've been on great form, but I reckon we're just going to pour pour cold water over them. 3-0, I reckon. Paulinho's going to score two. And let's say Fadal of a corner or something. I don't know what, what Danny is doing here, given that the negative energy. <laughs> like, come on, man. He, he's not that on the three podcast nothing game day, has to man. happen eventually, right? We can't just play out the whole fucking season and never get the 3 nothing win. Well, we got it, but it was like in November. Like... Man, every game has been I mean yeah, we don't I mean we we probably want to we want a couple by two goals, but I mean that three nothing, man, it's very it would be very welcome. <laughs> be a very welcome sight and switch out. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, so but um I'm gonna start wrapping up here. There's just a few more things I want to say. Um, Lauren asked this question, which is um, a great question. Uh, we actually got taken down, I believe, because we didn't get enough uh, sales. Uh, I've had a few conversations uh, with the boys where nothing's confirmed yet. We're going to see. I'm going to talk to them about it first, then we're going to see if, if the the demand is there because it does cost us money to to set up and obviously everything. But if the demand is there, then who knows? But um, we've not had those conversations yet. Um, and as well, Richard never shout out to you making the thumbnails. Uh, Danny put one in the group chat earlier. I, d- I don't want to spoil what the thumbnail was, but um, shout out uh, Richard Nevs. But um, I believe, uh, unless there's anything I'm forgetting, that we've, we've done pretty much. Am I forgetting anything, boys? No, I think we covered it all. Yeah. Cool. Was there no well, ladies game this past week, Steph? Let's say it again. Was there no ladies game? No, they, it's a, a break for the national team. Ah, they, they will play uh, a uh, a late game from the first round against Maritimo Nufunchal uh, this weekend, uh, which is imperative to win it. Yeah, yeah. Every all those games count now because we're 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 nursing the lead, right? We got to keep. Winning. They should win it. We won against Malikan, which is the tough, the toughest opponent we have in the north, them and Braga, and we won against Befica. So uh, at Befica, so so if we win against Benitez, we'll be in good shape. And I think we only have six games left. So yeah. Well, I mean, thank you everyone for joining. I'm sorry I'm, I'm not as great as a co-host as Daniel, but I think I I hope I did you proud, man. Um, shout out everyone in the comments: Richard Neves, uh, Paul Costa, Lauren, of course, the man himself, Danny Saldana. Uh, uh, let me see who else is here. Oh, um, won't even let me go back further than like halfway. We've got Philippe. We've got Philip. We've got uh, Juicebox Leal as always. We've got Jordan who asked the questions. Um, sorry, not Jordan. Um, Abdallah, all the way from Jordan. Sorry, um, asking the questions. We we had uh, a lot of fun today. Um, I know it wasn't the result we wanted, but I hope we lifted your spirits a bit. But um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, see you later. <laughs>